0: All too often, and certainly I've done it in the past, I've confused the term leadership uh, with thinking that it's a position, thinking it's something given to you by the company, it sits you up on a hierarchy. And you know what, that is such a limiting definition. And in today's conversation, Joyce and I, we jump into this whole notion of leadership being about being, not necessarily about doing, or a role that you've achieved. So there's a lot that comes out of this spaghetti session today. So come on in, grab a snack, welcome. Hey, Bob. Hey, Joyce. So you have oh. house building going on, huh? Uh, all around me. It's the dog days of summer and I've got carpenters and sod installers and uh, electricians. So yeah, it's, uh, it's an and, exciting and- time. And you do. Yeah, you do know how lucky you are, right? I totally get it. I, yeah. I, I, I'm i so there. But it, well, it's just so interesting. Like Marianne and I will both be in bed, you know, 7, 730 in the morning, and we'll hear someone walking around downstairs and we're on phase fire. We you know it's one of them, or at least we hope it is.
1: I'm unfazed by it, too. I have so many people in and out of my house. Oh,
0: God. I have
1: Augusta and her daughter living, I mean, my granddaughter living with me. I have Issa in and out with Megan's having big work things going on. So I'm kind of, uh, around 6 o'clock at night, I'm going, who's eating here? Who's sleeping here? Go pick up ladder golf. And, I. you know, I once took a class and we may have talked about this on executive development and i was pregnant with megan and so i went to the class and it was like 10 springfield illinois local executives yeah and it was really in the 70s and they were wondering what the hell i was doing in the class and i had they really questioned it out loud to me, lovely leaders that they were. And I stood up and did one of the most cogent speeches of my life. I'd give anything to have it. You know how you can tell when you're just oh. in the... Yeah. Yeah. Because I was saying, I'll tell you what, executives, tell me this. Do you have to handle conflict? Do you have to manage a budget? Do you have to turn on a dime when your day changes? Do you have to worry about the development of people? You know, and I just listed everything that I was doing as a homemaker. Um, I said, do you have to plan ahead? Do you have to plan for time off? Do you have to coordinate among other larger family members? And it was so true. Oh yeah, and he yeah. No, oh, angry, and um, and then I, and I knew I had won. I there's without a doubt. I
0: so uh, yeah, they for, for, me for our, for our listeners. This is Joyce and I checking in, which we talk about how important uh, it gets you grounded I in the room. Yeah. <laughs> so Joyce, I, I, you know, if I. Um, I can actually tie this in if I had to. (laughs) Well, I'm going to do, I'm going to talk about from a career coach perspective. I have worked, I've worked with a lot of female, uh, sometimes single, uh, you know, parent, uh, but someone who's been in the house, uh, taking care of the house and their children for a number of years, and they feel they have nothing to offer.
1: Right. Right.
0: And, you know, so they see this as like a 15-year void where nothing happened. Uh, and even military wives have said, I've followed my husband the last 20 years. It's amazing when you get them talking about what they actually do and did. Yeah. yeah. The the bulb goes off. Oh, God. I, I manage that. I, ca- I can be an administrator and run an office. So right on, sister. Yeah.
1: Yay! 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 (laughs) Unfortunately, I do remember leaving that meeting and having a flat tire and not knowing how to fix it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, 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 could could one of you boys help me?
0: (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny. I'll I'll give you one more example of that. I called Um, AAA. I wasn't going there. Why? Why not? That's why we have AAA. There's a plug for AAA. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, I was working with a client earlier this year who wanted to leave education after uh, 30 years, and yeah. she, or actually probably 25, whatever the, the yeah, official retirement. Of yeah. And in talking with this woman, she was a secondary um, school English teacher, and she felt she had nothing to offer the business world, like mm. zero. Uh, and then, you know, I find out that she was actually the chairman of of, of the, her department, and so, you know, uh, set them
1: straight, Joyce. I well now, I'm thinking about how much I learned about leading when I taught and about innovation. I, I, I really, when I think back, did profoundly innovative teaching because I was given five classes of 30 kids, that nobody else wanted because I was a University of Illinois law school wife. So they knew I wasn't going to be around. And I think I refused to join the union because I didn't know what it was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I'd been in the jungles of Panama, you know, I have going, wow. Oh, gosh. But the most oh. important things I learned, and this is, we're talking about where you learn leadership skills, which is almost everywhere. Um, I, I went to the principal and said, I'm, I know I've got the rejects, so let me shut my door. And I'm just telling you that I'm in charge of their behavior. I'm not sending anybody to the office. And so I would like to be free to teach in whatever way I want. And he got kind of nervous. I said, "And you can drop in whenever you want. And he said, well, give me an idea. I said, well, like on the first day, I'm going to turn all the chairs in a circle to face the wall. And I'm going to tell them learning is voluntary. And I will every day tell you what we're going to have the possibility of learning. And if you want to play, you're going to turn your chair around. If you don't want to play, you put your darn heads down on the desk and shut up. And that's what it is. And then for about three weeks. The classes were different, but I would go in and say, today I'm going to read to you a paragraph and change the descriptive words in it. First, I'm going to try one that makes it sad, and then I would do it, and then their ears would perk up, because I just went ahead and did my own homework assignment. Yeah. (laughs) I just wanted to survive. I was scared of these kids. I would have tapped them, but anyhow, um, talk about what you can learn anywhere that applies to leadership in business and if you think about it I did that kind of intervention throughout a whole company which is voluntary learning high demand if you want to play come on in come join my sandbox
0: yeah you know, you were ahead of your time. Uh, so much of how leadership and any kind of training has developed has gone from classroom, read a book, to observe what others are doing. And it, it only makes sense. So much of learning happens through the experience. And uh, I, I thought that you were ahead of, well, I didn't think it at the beginning when I was there with you, but you were ahead of your, your time. Remember how we used to have... Yeah, we'd move people into positions knowing that they didn't have all the skills, but they could grow and see a different perspective. So,
1: yeah. So is there a topic emerging from our... Uh, um, no, but no? I know the one that I thought of earlier today was how I attended an alumni class for at DePauw University online. Um, that had leaders who had gone to DePaul talk about their leadership. And it was like the coach of the Celtics and it was the CEO of General Mills at one point and Tom's Shoes at another and um, famous Mayo doctor leader. I don't have their names in front of me. But you'd know, people would know them. I'm just to dumb. Brad Stevens, is that the Celtic coach? i I wouldn't know he was one you're a celtics fan not me no i'm i'm yeah i'm a cubs fan (laughs) okay got it but they all said the same thing lead from where you are it leadership is not a position it's a trait or a quality or a skill and you can use it from it don't if you haven't been a leader without the position, you're probably not going to be a leader in a position. Uh, so, yeah. And um, they all gave examples of where, first of all, they had a point of view, which yep. when I work with leaders in executive development, I really want them to develop a point of view about what needs to be done, what they're going to do about it, and why it turns them on. <clears throat> and if they don't have that, you can't lead from anywhere. Yeah. But if you do have one, you can. So I remember um establishing that my leadership voice at one meeting at Hannaford where we were heading into a downsizing. Yeah. <clears throat> how we're gonna do it and later we can talk about how well we did it, how respectfully we did it, how uh, full of opportunity it was. It was not a disruptive, but I, I don't know what, the, what somebody was saying, but I interrupted the CEO in that meeting to say, do not make this an, uh, something of shame for Pete's sake. If there's mm. anything, it's on this room. You either didn't manage the talent or you hired too much and you got top heavy. If there's any fault, it's in this room. That's why you're doing a downsizing. That's why you're trimming. So I suggest we celebrate and acknowledge that, but do not distance because they've done nothing wrong. We have. And that's when... The CEO looked at me and said, "Thank you, Mother Teresa." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just, you you, you, you anticipated. Yeah, crazy. you
0: anticip- you anticipated my my question was going to be, uh, you know, ha- take this whole idea of leading where you are, kind of out of the abstract and mm-hmm. and provide an example, and that that's yeah. a great example. It
1: really is. Yeah. Yeah. It really was. I, I certainly established myself as a voice. Yeah. And yeah. that is not why I did it. Yeah. You, you know,
0: if if I think of my most uh, uh, effective or what I'm most proud of as a leader, it was at a time where I not only had a point of view, but I was able to look in the mirror. You asked the question. So what are you going to do to help uh, make mm-hmm. this happen? uh what was really powerful is i looked in the mirror and saw who i was and what i brought but more importantly what i didn't bring that i needed help with you know uh i don't think i could have done that early in my career because the boss has to have the answer you know it's the wrong hill but follow me
1: (laughs) gosh (laughs) we get to go all over the place today right we're all over this is a spaghetti session just take it and throw it against the the wall um I can't remember my point. Oh, another thing that is leadership, whether whether you're in the position or not, is knowing no, nobody gets everything done. I don't think. What positions get everything done? Jack I, 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 out. I
0: immediately thought of cashier yeah. <laughs> the process an order there's a beginning there's a transaction and it yeah. ends yeah it's like um, people it's like executives that say uh you know i still mow my lawn and the reason i do that is i can look back after it's completed and feel like i actually got something done and completed
1: it yes time it, and yeah. time and again that, yeah. yep 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 yep. oh i have a funny story about that which we'll wait for later um one of the arts of leading, which you learn no matter what position you're in after a certain level, every single day you're not going to get it done. Mm. There is no done. So you're always going to feel cluttered and irritated by that bag of stuff on your on your back that you didn't get done. And as you move up, the difference that it changes is the stuff in the bag that you're not going to get done is really, 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 really important and you're not going to get it done because you're going to get done what is really, 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 really important. And so you live, first of all, with the tension of do I have the right thing in the bag and the right thing on my plate, but living with that tension of unfinished. So, of course, you want to mow the lawn. Well, you know, it's it's funny.
0: You and I had a colleague. uh, uh, I'll just use his first name, Amos. And there's so many Amoses out there. You know who you are. You know, when... (laughs) He 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 had probably the hardest job in the company that that he was like the project person. Everything came into him, whether it was redesigning the bathrooms in a store or deciding what uh, registers put on the front end. And he had he he took your backpack metaphor, and and essentially said. So Amos had this really important position. He was the director of retail services and ultimately became the VP of retail services. And that's just a simple way of saying everything that involved retail flowed through his department. And I loved his backpack metaphor where the, the organization would be saying, this needs to be done. And he would sit down with folks and he did it time and time again. He said, "Okay, so. I I used to have a four top burner and now I have a six top burner that I can light the fire and get things done, but I only have six. So we need to have a conversation about what six things we're going to start cooking on and knowing that the rest aren't going to get done. It was just, it was a great metaphor for him, you know, synthesizing uh, not only where he was leading from, but making those tough choices, that tension. It didn't yeah. mean the backpack went away. It just created clarity for he and his team about what they're hitting the gas pedal on.
1: He had lots of good sayings, didn't he? That kind of oh, oh um, you, know, you know, underwear and a twi- twist or don't get yourself. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, I I loved Amos. I don't think he I don't think he cared as much for me. Um, I don't but, think he
1: liked me either. But I
0: liked him a lot. I love him because he was so straightforward. And mm-hmm. talk about bleeding from where you are. Um, you know, what you saw is what you got. Yeah. And that's uh, nice to see. So other, I mean, we've thrown a lot of spaghetti. What other thoughts do you have in terms of bleeding from where you are versus it being a role or a uh, task or position?
1: Well, I think, and especially in OD and HR, you have to shift From serving, yeah, only, and and the formula that I used to say out loud was: you serve two thirds of the time, so that you earn your right <laughs> or your respect to lead one third of the time. And first of all, you have to have an idea. Yeah. <laughs> and something different that you want to get done whether it's a correcting of a structure doesn't mean you have to go do the Taj Mahal I think that might have been one of the Amos's exactly. <laughs> in, in Europe I always was told don't don't build the Taj Mahal and I'd say, <laughs> I have to start with the Taj Mahal then I'll get to the restroom in the Taj Mahal <laughs> and, um, so you have to have a point of view yeah you have to have earned some credibility in the very foundational stuff of the business. And you have to have courage to speak up out of your place. And I often, I think one of the reasons I didn't know my place, I didn't know my place, was because of teaching. You no, know, You know, I had to be in charge of that room every single darn day. Yeah, uh, and I I think teachers have to, don't they? Now, I was oh, doing absolutely. very innovative stuff, but you have to have authority. You have to have a voice. You have to have a point of view, if only for that hour.
0: And there's no, there's no fake in it. That's the one thing I learned in visiting classrooms with second graders. If you're not in there fully present with those point of views, with that connection, you're toast. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> are.
1: So go be teachers and then be leaders. No, I I really um, think that's a
0: great model. I think it's a great model. I, I, I you know, and I feel that way. I look at my sons. I look at Marianne. Uh, all teachers, um, they're the heroes as far as I'm concerned.
1: Well, and they 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 have a voice of authority most that don't get eaten alive. So in summary, no matter where you lead from, no matter any position, you do have to find your voice of authority that's grounded in what you think is true and needed. You have to have the courage. I'm talking teaching takes courage because you have to perform ready or not. Yeah. And having a point of view about what would make things better and then lead from wherever you are.
0: Wow, I, I have one thing I might add um, is from where you lead, as you look out to the organization, The having an advocate uh, out there uh, that may not always agree with you, but they, they will make sure that you're heard And uh, uh, I I look at my own career uh, where I had someone who believed in me. uh, That's when I worked my best uh, and accomplished the most. So with that, Joyce, uh, I think our work is done here. Till the next time. And work Work. is never done. Never done. Never, Never never, ever done. After listening to today's recording, I felt this need to take a look at my own life and where I am in this life and asking the question, now that I don't have the title of leadership, how do I lead in my daily interactions with family and friends? And I'm still processing that and I'm going to invite you to join me, regardless of where you are in life, to ask the question, how do I want to be as a leader so until the next time be well and be safe